Radio. Radio. Turn your radio on. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to WKRM Radio from Columbia, Tennessee. Coming at you from that WKRM Mule Town Radio Tower of Power, high atop Mount Parnassus in beautiful downtown Columbia on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM if you're on your tractor and reaching out to the world on WKRMRadio.com. It's time for George Hamilton V's Americana Central Time, y'all. And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Well, howdy, y'all. This is George Hammond of the Fifth, and it is time for Americana Central Time on WKRM Radio. All around the world on WKRMRadio.com. Of course, if you're here in marvelous Murray County, we're on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM, if you're on your tractor. Man, oh man, what a night we have here tonight. We have got a man who is an Americana music pioneer here in Nashville area back in the 1990s with further no further ado I'm getting all choked up because I'm full of emotion this man put me on the map y'all we're going to have him on the radio in just a minute but first since this is Americana Central Time and it is Sunday night we're on WKRM coming at you from Columbia Tennessee which is also Columbia, Tennessee, a.k.a. Mule Town, USA. We always love to start the show with a little bit of a ride on that mule train. So I'm going to blow this train whistle I got from a good friend, Brown Clodfelter, and it's going to signify that it's time for us to hop on that mule train, the Americana Central Time mule train, live from Columbia, Tennessee, (laughs) y'all.
drop. Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clippity, clippity clippity, clippity clop along. Yeah, June, my mule train.
Is our shoulders lighten from the burden of this load Whatever's lost will someday heal Whatever's left behind will find its way beyond these wheels As we leave this town now we ain't turning back again What was once our home will now become a long lost friend Throw the boxes in the car Put the sign up in the yard Wave goodbye to all our friends He ain't coming back again Say just one more I love you To a house on 16th Avenue Michael Kess, our special guest tonight here on Americana Central Time with the song about a house on 16th Avenue. Michael Kess, are you here? I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> man, oh, man, tell us all about that house. Now, you were telling me while we were listening to it, you co-wrote that song. That's right, with uh, Jill Block. Yeah. Man, oh, man, Jill Block, of course, uh, at that time was married to Billy Block. That's, That's how correct. she got the Block name. And Billy Block... Man, he put such a wonderful scene together, the Western Beat, uh, yeah, Roots Revival. And absolutely, absolutely. I guess really, arguably, the Americana scene in Nashville really caught its jettison rockets mm -hmm. there with Billy Block's yeah. radio shows and the television show. Yeah, before that, there was just kind of a, a bunch of music going on around. There was... Uh, uh, alternative country, which is kind of where you came in when you moved to town, George. Yeah. Uh, you know, all there were so many great people around town playing that you just couldn't pigeonhole into country so right. much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Billy Block was was one of those energetic people like yourself who could just gather people. Yeah. And say we're going to do it all over here. You come yeah. play over here. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, it all started to turn into something. Yeah. Yeah. I was honored to be on his show several times. One <clears throat> time I was honored to be on his show at least with you picking with me at the same time. You were the that's, banjo on that's that. That's right. I played banjo. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so neat because uh, on one of those shows, uh, I was honored to be in a photo in the Tennessean in the entertainment section. Uh, a wonderful article, and my father was in the picture. Maybe it was before he did the Billy Block had a big tribute to Buck Owens one mm -hmm. one of the shows at the Exit Inn. And uh, a lot of alternative people were getting together, Americana people. And the, it was interesting. The article, Tom Rowland wrote it for the Tennessean. It was a cover of the entertainment section. And it said, uh, Grand Alt Opry. Oh, and it was yeah. interesting. Somebody had, uh, they had crossed out old and called it alt, which I thought was really cool. I love parodies. That's very you know, creative. Viva yeah. Nash Vegas yeah. and Viva Las Vegas, Viva Nash Vegas. And the parody title for this article, Grand Alt Opry. And Billy Block really did put together a grand show there. Yeah. Uh, every Tuesday night, That's I guess right. it was. Yeah. And you were there many, many times doing your own thing. And also one thing I found out about the legendary Michael Kelsch, you're always happy just to stand in the background. You're a very quiet person. We can tell by the way you're talking right now, mm. the way you sing. <laughs> Do you ever scream? <laughs> Actually, yeah, the, the singing, it's not that good. You don't want to hear the screaming so much. 
Okay, so the house on 16th Avenue. I remember one time or several times coming over to your house on 16th Avenue. I tried to co-write with you. you know? Yeah, we co-write. And also I would rehearse in your band. I think we had your band there. We had a band. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that. And uh, so that was fun. But you co-wrote the song, House on 16th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Was, did Jill Block come there and co-write? She sure did, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like a perspective from that yeah. very house on 16th Avenue. Yep, 1104 16th Avenue South. Yeah. yeah. Well, can you tell us just a bit about, so what are the emotions behind that song? It sounds like you're leaving 16th Avenue. You know, Why were you leaving in the song? Yeah, I think I was I was trying to do a like a Guy Clark song, Okay, uh, you know, um, uh, something like L.A. Freeway, the yeah. idea of, uh, you know, leaving town kind okay. of thing. And uh, the idea of uh, being in a little apartment house and, uh, you know, having to get out of there and walls that knew us better than we ever knew ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, I was you know, trying to, to pay tribute to that kind of an idea. Yeah. yeah. And it really, really is cool because, I mean, especially now, so many people that play music, unfortunately, have had to leave that area because yeah, that's Nashville right. is such a desirable place. Oh it has God. become like a place for visitors rather than the music people. And it's kind of cool because people like Columbia cities like Columbia become cool because many people are moving here because it's fresh air, wide open spaces and a little bit of that spirit of like, wow, man, we could make like a music row here. You know, people can visit each other in houses rather than skyscrapers. Used to be back in the early days when you were there. Yeah. The business was done in the houses on 16th Avenue and it just felt Mm -hmm. more like, what what would you say it felt like back then? Oh, it was, it was real homey. I mean, yeah. uh, and a, a lot of my friends were very poor. We, actually, we were, we're all very poor still, mostly. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you lived over in the the Richland area. Well, we, yeah, we were actually over in Belmont at one time. Yeah, okay. upstairs at the corner yeah. of Elmwood and Belmont, yeah. in case you want to make that a tourist stop on the next bus tours, you know. Yeah. And then, well, down the Elmwood is where Dolly Parton's offices are still. And Stella Parton used to ride by, and I'd wave at her from wow. the, the roof out wow. there. We're right there near Belmont College. Okay. And now University. And then we moved over to the Sylvan Park area. Yeah. And uh, I began my quest to get speed bumps and stuff on yes, 51st Avenue. Yes, North. You have rescued that neighborhood. It was fun. Yeah. But... Th- in reality, you did leave the 16th Avenue. You went out to the countryside in Bellevue. Or where are you at? Uh, oh, Fairview. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Fairview, yeah, way yeah. out in the boonies. But, you know, the sad thing is is that uh, Nashville, it has changed so much. Like you said, the, you know, trying to rent something in town is insane. Yeah. And so with all the tourists that have come in, all the people that have moved to Nashville, um, everybody has moved to Fairview and Columbia and uh, – the outskirts, and yeah. so it has changed the face of uh, so much around. Yeah. But, yeah, there was a period of time, and it may still be the same way. I'm not around Nashville that much anymore. But everybody was just kind of walking the streets, wondering yeah. where we could put together a gig or do something or what's happening. Like we and would ha- be down there at the Wagon Burner. At the Wagon Burner. On every Wednesday night yeah. for years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. You and I. And Roger Ferris. And we actually could park right there on Broadway because yeah. nobody, like it was 93 no. or we, something We could like park that. in front of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Right there across from Garth Brooks' brand new club, uh, across yeah. from Nudie's Honky Tonk. It was a kind of a, I, I think it was a romantic time because when I grew up, country music had these songs that came from the heart. 
And they weren't all just a whole bunch of banging drums and stuff like that. And I like drums, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was like uh, soul music, you know. And yeah. this type of soul oh, yeah. music was like many times Broken Hearts or True Love or Story Songs. And the loneliness that you could feel on Broadway, you could... You, realize maybe man i can almost feel like maybe chris christopherson and yes. Willie nelson felt when yeah. they were at tootsie's or exactly Island, you know, two so. two doors down from, yeah. from the wagon burner of course we were after them oh yeah yeah much much so. when did you arrive in nash vegas I, I i followed you i was on your coattails maybe within about a year or two when you moved here i think i can't remember how long so i came here about 1988 Oh, okay. I was late. I was late. I, was, I came about 93. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I had a manager and he had an office yeah. space on 16th Avenue. I took it over. Yeah. Then he got out of the business. And so that became my apartment for the longest That's time. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, originally, we had met up over in the Chapel Hill, North Carolina area. You sure did. Yeah. You had Heggy V. Heggy V. Was going on over there. And, and you were actually doing like, you had a band. Well, Many of your own bands, but also you were part of Southern Culture right, on the Skids. Right, band. right. Yeah. What were some of the names of your bands over there? Was Jack and the Cadillacs? Jack and the Cadillacs, or? yeah, yeah. And uh, Chip and the Monks, Chip Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, you just never knew um, what was going to be going on around around there, playing around. So town. you came to Nashville, of course, to follow me. I'm joking. <laughs> And you're nice enough to say you did, but the fun thing is you came here on a mission. The uh, manager, did you meet the manager in North Carolina? And they said, I did, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And they said, come out to Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, there's all good managers. He had some money in his pocket. And, That's good. Yeah, and he, he signed me to a bunch of contracts, like yeah. record deals and also uh, um, publishing deals. Yeah. You know, he was a very smart guy. Yeah. And uh, so I and I I just signed everything. And you know the the sweetest guy that he was, when things started kind of happening in Nashville, yeah. he just tore it all up. Wow. Yeah. He he was a sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. Is he still in the area? Or? Uh, you know, I don't think so. I don't think he's. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what he's doing now. We haven't been in touch for a long time. Yeah. One of your most recent photos <clears throat> that I managed to snag <clears throat> and put up as promotion for our show tonight. You were playing over the legendary Fox and Locke in Leapers Forum. Okay, opening up for Cimarron 615. Yeah. Yeah. And you were here with us, I think, in the studio the night when they were here. That's correct. And, of course, you've been here many, many times. The wonderful time that uh, John Cowan and Jack uh, Sunderwood put on this wonderful tribute to Rusty Young. To Rusty Young, Young yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a very, very special night. It was so yeah. sweet of you to to draw us on in here. That was just a very special night. And a lot of people still talk about well, that. Well, what I really love about being here at WKRM and WKOM Front Porch Radio, Del Kennedy and Mary Susan Kennedy have put together this place like a vortex for the possibility of having this live music and community and stuff. So it gave us the opportunity. Yeah. I was just so honored that we had the chance to gather here with, we got phone calls oh, from the Eagles yeah. and Doobie Brothers. Oh, and, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, you just, you just mentioned that um, you made one of my dreams come true in this very room, George, when I got to play Train Leaves here this morning. With Bernie Ledden. Yeah. And to sing some harmony on that. What yeah. about that? That's yeah. about the coolest thing in the world. And the studio's new now. It looks great yeah. in here. It'll be a perfect place for people to come and play live. Well, that's good. We're going to try to get you and John Cowan to bring some more of your friends down we'll, here. Because without be awesome. you and John Cowan, 
we would probably not have had the the artistry that we've had here, man. That's I'm true. not trying to just, you know. And that handsome guy, Michael Webb, he, he was Michael great. Webb, too. He's, you know, by the way, let me look over here real quick. I'm going to tap on my community. <laughs> you know, computer, can you just make some kind of sound effect while I get over here? Okay. Yes, we're trying to tap on the computer and see the emails that are coming in. Keep on playing one more time, Michael. <laughs> So far, we have received messages from Russ Mason, a co-writer of yours and a wonderful songwriter himself. He's got this song about the flying machine. What's the title of that song? Oh, boy. Uh, Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I can't remember. Whatever the title Uh, is. just fantastic talking about this man and his plane. Yes. It makes me cry. Russ also wrote this wonderful song with you. Two-seater. 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 That's the name of that song. Y'all wrote some songs together. Or oh, what? yeah, yeah. We, we wrote some stuff. Um, well, Russ Mason says, I can't use the word. It says, give him heck, George. Don't let him off easy. Oh, no. That's from Russ Mason and Michael Webb from Nashville. <laughs> we were just talking Michael Michael Webb. Michael Webb says, time to fire up the cameras. Kelsch is way too good looking for mm. radio. And, you know, I tell you what, I wish we had some cameras tonight, Michael Kelsch, because... You are always like, and you know, like they said that Robert Plant was a sexiest man alive, but I, I think it may have been yeah. you, and yeah. maybe still. Yeah. Would you I've say that a, you have a big following of, of wonderful uh-huh. fans? I got a good face for radio, is what You have a great is, yeah. face for radio. Yeah. Well, Michael Kelsch, you have your guitar there. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to have you actually play a song okay. of your very own live right. in the studio right after this commercial break. Okay, great. This will give you a chance to... Uh, sort of ask me, do I have any other questions to ask and stuff like that? Uh, you know, are you nervous about the questions that I might throw out tonight? No, no. I think we, yeah. I think you've already asked them all before. <laughs> <laughs> I really have. But so good to have Michael Kelsch right here in the studio tonight. Michael Kelsch, go to michaelkelsch.com. Uh, Michael Kelsch moves. What is the website? You know what? Don't, don't go to the website. There's not there anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> okay. Well, go to the Facebook page. Yeah, that's right. You can find me somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Call, call uh, a radio station. Yeah. Or just look at all of my my pages because I always write about Michael Kelsch. Michael Kelsch, I think, I'm not trying to pressure you. Yeah. But you, well, Roger D. Ferris has said he will be there. Uh, this is December the 8th. You may be busy because you're touring okay. a lot. But I, December yeah, the 8th. I, I remember that. Yeah, we're going to play. At Big Shakes here in Columbia. That would be awesome. Do it and I think our good friend Big Joe Barrett is flying back over from France. Oh, God, okay. To do the show with us. So I tell you what, we got some star power happening and people traveling long distance. Yeah. We're going to be at Big Shakes uh, right here just off the square in Columbia on December the 8th. Michael Kelsch, Roger D. Ferris, Big Joe Barrett. And yours truly, George Hammond the Fifth. But don't be scared away by me, because the music of everybody else is going to be fantastic, and I, I'll try to keep up. Here's a word from our sponsors. Then we'll be back with more Americana Central Time featuring Michael Kelsch. Later on, we're going to have a call from Marshall McGall. And Michael Kelsch, you're going to have a special telephone call to Absolutely. somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, we, um, we're going to get in touch with Bill Halverson. No way. Yeah. Legendary yeah. producer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all stay tuned. Americana Central Time. Here's some words from our sponsors. We'll be right back on WKRM and Columbia, Tennessee. 
The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at GarbageManInc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people, the place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship, beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist, assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio 103.7 WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, the legendary Colonel William Covenant right there with the grand introduction. Our announcer emeritus from on high, Michael Kelsch. You knew Colonel William Covenant. I for sure many did, years. yeah, yeah. In fact, he, he came to have uh, Thanksgiving with us a That's couple right. times. That's right. Thanksgiving yeah. is coming up. And it I was, sure is. Yeah. yeah. And Colonel William, he just loved your ham. <laughs> and that man, oh man, he talked about that and said that yeah. went to Michael Kelsey's and he, he gave he, me some ham to come yeah. home with. He really loved Lauren Hagen. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he was. He she's yeah. great. She, she is fantastic. We tried to get her to come out here tonight, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get her out here sometime. Yeah, yeah but yeah, she what, would love to. What I really love about working with Michael Kelsey, you surround yourself not only with, with the talented people, but real people. Mm. And uh, it's neat. Of course, we're in show business, and there's no business like show business, but sometimes there's <laughs> no people like show people. But to me, there's no people like real people. And being around people who have these stories that really makes oh, us man. feel like writing oh, songs. Absolutely. You know. absolutely. He loves so many of your songs. And one of mine, uh, uh, he liked he that was, Welcome to My Broken Heart. So Are you going to play yeah. one of Colonel Williams' favorite songs here? Uh, well, because he was I, here I in could, the studio for I many could. years. What what did he like? Did he like? Um, well, you know, we might have to. People can go and yeah. look at the Viva Nash Vegas radio show clips of okay. Michael Kelsch, and you can watch he and Colonel William Covington interacting by going yeah. to NashVegas mm-hmm. TV. That is NashVegas TV, and uh, it's the Viva Nash Vegas radio show where Colonel William was, and Michael Kelsch would always bring a song to that. TV show we did. There's more than a decade of, of shows there. I know. It's amazing. More than a decade of Michael Kess. You can watch him as he gets younger and younger. Have you had plastic surgery? Barbara A. Stone? Yeah, I look, I look like Barbara A. Stone now. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. yeah, but it was great. Now, yeah. let's pretend that you know which song was William Covington's because he loved them all. What is his favorite song? Mm-hmm. Do you have a song you want to sing for his live in the studio here tonight at WKRN? Well, you know, he liked, uh, I think he liked Great Depression. Yeah. yeah. I, do not we do that one? Well, that's cool. My father did, too. And it's neat. he often said, man, I would like to record that song someday. He never had the chance, but he loved mm-hmm. this song. 
Mm. And he loved Michael Kelsch like so many people. And here is Michael Kelsch oh. in the studio. Uh, well, I'm going to play that song. I just wanted to say that uh, when I came in here and sat down, George came in and said, do you like chocolate? And I said, yeah. He said, here's a Babe Ruth. And yeah. I, he said, my dad used to throw these out in the audience. And I yeah. was kind of going, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. And I went, of course he did. But he had this song. His first I, exactly. Hit, John yeah. D. Latimer wrote it. Yeah. Called A Rose and a Baby Ruth. Yeah. And so in my dad's later years, it's so much fun. He'd be playing solo concerts uh-huh. or whatever. He'd always have a Baby Ruth candy bar in his pocket. <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah, here's whatever. It's, uh, it's not as old as, as I am or this song, but it's, you know, a brand new candy bar. And he'd throw it out in the audience. Sometimes he hit people. <laughs> so I'm talking about trying to get some kind of museum of his artifacts over in his hometown of Winston-Salem, where they had the George Hamlin the Fourth Bridge. And I told my mama, I said, Mama, of course I call her mother or mom or whatever, but I, William used to call her mama, so I have to do that. Yeah. So I said, Mama, I want to buy you a bag of Baby Ruth candy bars. When people come to this museum, you can throw them at people just like George IV. And it's just kind of fun, you know, how things happen. So I'm not going to throw the, I didn't throw one at you, but I gave it to you. And they were on sale after Halloween. And my mother said today she especially loves these Miniature bars yeah, yeah. like you get in the yeah, bags because yeah. they seem fresher. An entire yeah. Baby Ruth candy bar sometimes is almost too much chocolate. Yeah, yeah. But this little small thing, man. This is perfect. It's two bites. It's you'll like find yourself bites. wanting more. Listen, I had, believe it or not, I had, I had one last night before I went to bed. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Man. <laughs> but now I got this one, but this one I'm not going to open. Just... <laughs> I'm going to treasure this one for the rest you of my life. You can throw it at a friend maybe someday. <laughs> All right, now, with no further humor. A very serious and sensitive singer-songwriter who's also a songwriter that plays guitar, and he's also very sensitive. Michael Kelsch, what are you going to play for us today, and what album is this from? Uh, this is uh, Great Depression. I think, and William liked this song. Did you? What album was it on of yours? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, this was on um, uh, Well of Mercy. Yeah. And I did in Rodney Crowell's basement. Yeah. And Stu Cole played some bass on there. Yeah. And Michael Rhodes played some bass on that record. Wow. And uh, um, Cowan sang on there. And uh, Larry Adamaniak and, and uh, playing drums. And Joy Lynn White played some. Very cool. Here's Michael Kelsch on Americana Center Time. WKR. Of course, and Rusty Young, too. He played them. Yeah. To this small cow town On a slow southbound Rode a little bitty baby With his mom and daddy He cried out sometimes To the telephone lines In the fields beside them As they rode slowly by them When they finally got there With all their arms could bear they Walked into the station of this foreign nation They're not the best dressed in the Midwest But it ain't how you look when When you live by the good book We can make it here if we Get through this first year with Church and confession Get through this great depression Lan 
to be a man with a permanent farmer's tan and a, a harness on his shoulder. The nights were getting colder. He found a good wife, and they lived a good life. They had a few babies and said their prayers on Sundays. There were some heartaches, but they never did break when it comes to hardship. Well, you keep a stiff lip, but it's a beautiful land that we live upon. It takes a lot of passion to get through this great depression. The sun in. He ain't the only one who lived through some hard times. It's a long climb when you get to the top rung. There's just another one, and when you grab for the brass ring, there ain't a damn thing. The land of plenty can feel pretty empty when we. We're the greatest nation that never left the station, but I got some friends here, and if we get through this next year, well, maybe I'll learn my lesson and get through this great depression. Us right here on WKRM Americana Central Time with Great Depression off of the Well of Mercy album. And Michael, if you don't mind, I might play the title track of that album right now, Well of Mercy. You got a telephone, you will be dialing. We have a commercial break right after this, and then we got a very special call with a legendary friend of Michael Kells. Of course, I feel like a legendary friend of yours too, Michael, because anybody who is honored with your friendship, they are honored with a legend. Michael Kells, an Americana music pioneer here in the Nash Vegas area from back in the 1990s. He still keeps on rocking. He will be back in just a minute. Here's Michael Kell's Will of Mercy, then a word from our sponsors, and then back on Americana Central Time, WKRM. Sometimes it's like my life's on fire You can't deny you felt that too 
Michael Kess on Americana Central Time, WKRM. Here's a word from our sponsors. Then we'll be back with more Michael Kess on Americana Central Time, WKRM. 
From Mule Town, USA, this is WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Lions, the Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at CaringHeartsHomeHealthCareLLC.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is folk singer Michael Jonathan, host of the Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio, WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! I tell you what, we are back in Americana Center Time in Columbia, Tennessee on WKRM. We got Michael Kelsch here in the studio Singer, songwriter, man, oh man, has he got a special telephone call for us all to listen to here. Michael Kelsch, would you like to introduce us to your friend and be ready to put the speakerphone up to the telephone, all this kind yeah, of stuff. I'm, I'm going to try that right now. Let's let's see. Hey, hey, Bill, are you there? I am here. Is that good? Okay, that's that. George yeah, is getting you, you hooked that, up here. Yeah. Let yeah. Sneak that speaker just like okay. this. Okay. I got you. Try that again. Against the phone sure. there. Let's see. Are you there? I am here. Oh, cool. That's good. You, All right, Michael Kelsch, you have got <laughs> legendary producer, engineer, music man, Bill Halverson, right here on the telephone. Tell us all about it, Michael. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, oh, my God, when I first came to Nashville, uh, uh, I got to work with Bill uh, early on. Uh, he was he is the, the legendary producer and engineer I can't even begin to tell you the historical things that he has touched and uh, created um, along the way. You were some names like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Absolutely. There's that. Eric Clapton. Yep. Cream, Eric Clapton. Sure. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Chuck Berry. The Beach Boys. Bad Company. The Texas Tornadoes. Joel Sanye, I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody. Bill Withers, absolutely, Bill Withers. Yeah, you, George wants to hear the Bill Withers story, but there are so many, so many things we could talk about. It would take it would take a couple hours uh, uh, just to just to have a nice little program. But uh, I can first say just uh, my own experience was um, many many years ago. And then I'll shut up so Bill can finally say something, and that is that. Uh, when I was about 17, I had uh, Stephen Stills' first album and uh, uh, saw the, who, the, who helped produce that and engineer that was Bill Halverson. And ever since that time, I followed his career. Um, uh, being here in Nashville, I had the honor of having a, a developmental deal with him. And since that time, we've been able to do, uh, do some records. But Bill, Bill, um, uh, oh, my God, I don't even know where to start. Um, uh you came to Nashville after many, many years in California, and uh, uh, I was in uh, in California, uh, born and raised out there, and 
my career was sort of diminishing out there. My marriage was diminishing out there. And uh, coincidentally, uh, a guy uh, in, New- I was in New York, uh, an artist said, there's this, there's this studio and this artist and this band that you really need to go see besides they have really good drugs. And uh, <laughs> so I flew into Cincinnati. It was over in Northern Kentucky, Forum, Forum Studios. And uh, there was one guy in the band that played piano and played guitar and just but he, vocally and writing, he really stood out. Uh-huh. So uh, I moved there, and they they put me up. They got me a place, and they put me up for until I left six years later. I was going to stay six months, and I stayed six years. Uh-huh. And uh, I did some records with uh, Rick Fox, and uh, did some TV with Rick Fox, and we, we did a number of things. But anyway, that's how I got almost here. And then uh, that was sort of slowing down. Actually, it was stopping. They closed the studio, and so I was like, "Where do I go to New York? Do I go back to L.A. What's next?" And uh, one night in the motel, in the hotel room, uh, it was really clear and loud. Moved to Nashville, so I did. Did uh, that in uh, February '85. How about that? Again. You had those intuitive thoughts coming your way that led you out here. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah, man, there were so many good things you did. You did Joel Sonia here in Nashville, didn't you? I did. I and, did. And the, uh, the Texas Tornadoes? I had a friend who yeah. had a friend uh, who was managing uh, Sonia, and uh, they uh, signed me up. I, I went in and worked with the band, and they thought, oh, he knows what he's doing, and he can put up with Joel, which was... <laughs> <laughs> an interesting ego that I truly loved, but the people around him found it difficult. But you know, I'd worked with David Crosby and and uh, Ginger Baker and Brian Wilson, and you know, you get to be around those kind of egos, and then Joel comes along, and it'll be a joy. So he was. <laughs> that is so amazing. That is so amazing. Now you you have. Um... You are famous for getting people to do live stuff in the studio and uh, keeping them all together and um, and getting close to first takes. Uh, and uh, uh, that's that's one of the special things you're known for um, uh, with Crosby, Stills, and Nash, getting them all in the same room. There was a, I guess it was, um, almost cut my hair. Isn't that where you uh, you ended up? Well, that was on their second album. Um, Management and or whomever uh, didn't much want me on the second album. I I got too close to the guys, and, uh, you know, they were losing a little power. They didn't like it. And so I was finishing up another project with Delaney and Bonnie down in L.A. I was also leaving Wally Hyders because I couldn't get studio time for the people that were asking me to work with them. Right. So uh, finally, uh, the day I was leaving to go on a cruise after quitting Hyders, um, Elliot Roberts goes up in the studio, who was CSNY's manager, mm-hmm. and said, uh, Bill, you got a minute? I said, sure. And he said, uh, the guys need you. Uh, 
the guys need you. Can you when can you start? And I said, Well, uh, Friday. How about I start? I said, I start Monday. And he said that'd be great. So I went up to San Francisco, which was a studio I'd never seen before, with gear I wasn't familiar with, and uh, an assistant engineer that. Uh, was used to doing it a different way. Uh-huh. And uh, the reason I got the call was Crosby was just going nuts. He had a song he wanted to do live in the studio, vocals and all that, which I'd done with him. And the engineer said, oh, no, no we can't do that. we got to put Graham on later. we got to put the drums in a booth. we got to put you in a booth. And, 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 you know, then we could probably maybe put the lead guitar on later. And, and Crosby uh, had an ego and had a force that was, uh, if if you knew about it, it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he and I duked it out, and he didn't even know we were doing it, you know. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Crosby was throwing a fit. He was going to quit and all that. So that's why I got the call to go up there. And so I'm, I'm working with the... Uh, Second engineers and the engineer are going, no, we don't need to do that. Put the drums out here and uh, put Graham over here in the corner. It'll be all right. Put the guitars next to each other. And uh, over here looks like it's going to be a fairly good spot. We'll put Crosby here facing the, the guitars and stuff. And the drums, they're out there, they can hear them, and same with the bass. And I, I just aim stuff like I would do live. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I had, a lot of, I had a lot of experience doing live. Yeah. So anyway, uh, got the roadies to practice on the instrument so I could get a sound and get it going right. And uh, Crosby walks in, sees me, and goes, oh, shit, this is going to be okay. And they went out and warmed up their instruments a little bit. And I counted off, let's go. And uh, I had my levels close, and they did one take of almost up my hair and uh, loved it. That's fantastic. That is <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many th- things that I could, I could ask you about along those lines. Um, I got... Uh, I'm sorry, George. Hey, Bill, this George Hamilton here. I'm here with Michael Kelsch. One time he told me about Ano's Sunshine, When She's Gone. Were you working with Bill Willis on that recording? Ain't No Sunshine. Was that with Wayne? Oh, sorry. No. Okay. Well, can y'all tell us, Michael, talk about the Bill Withers recording. Oh, I, well, I'll, I'll let Bill tell you. Oh, he, yeah. I can tell you the quick Bill Withers thing. Yeah. Uh, I was in Hyder's L.A. Uh, working on Phil's solo album, which took forever from London to, you know. Anyway, we were working on it. And uh, even had a very short affair with, uh, who was it? Was it, uh, I forget, uh, uh, Kelsel, no. Uh, anyway, he was... Was it Rita, Rita Coolidge? Yeah, it was Rita. He had about a two-day thing with Rita. And uh, uh, Rita was good friends with Booker T, and so uh, uh, somebody was getting married. I forget who it was. But anyway, uh, Bill Withers met Stephen, and uh, Booker T said, uh, 
well, can we have a couple of days of studio time? We've got these couple of songs we just can't get right. And uh, Stephen says, sure, come on over. I'll give you the studio for a couple of days. And uh, so all of a sudden, uh, Al Jackson and Duck Dunn and, and uh, the uh, guitar player had something else to do, so he didn't show up. And and the first night was uh, it just it sticks out for me just uh, very strongly. Uh, this uh, a big black guy comes walking in with his guitar case and uh, a few things. And I uh, introduced the bill, and he pushed it down. He said, wait, wait, no, I've got something else I have to go out to the car and get. So, okay, we're, I've got the drums and bass and the keyboard and organ with, uh, with Booker and a little guitar uh, all set up. And uh, uh, he comes back in with this, uh, oh, it's probably four foot by four foot. Uh, maybe three and a half foot, but four foot by four foot and an inch, about six inch deep platform. Oh, yeah. And he sets his chair. He's got, oh, he also brought his chair. Sets his chair up on there. I give him a mic stand and uh, he gets off on there and uh, that's the way he wants to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I, again, I've worked with a bunch of artists and whatever they want to do, we do. I could tell stories about that for two days. Yeah. And uh, so I just laughed. Be sure, I set up Mike. And, and uh, so anyway, uh, we, we sort of warm up a little and uh, they all know the song. And uh, away we go with Ain't No Sunshine. Wow. And uh, it was like one or one or two takes. Stephen wasn't playing on that. Stephen played a wonderful guitar part on Grandma's Hand. Oh, that, uh, and I, if you listen to Grandma's Hands, that tapping, that foot rhythm thing that goes on there—that's that's Bill uh, on his board. He's huh. asking to mic it. He said, "Oh that's no, you got to mic the board." Too. Amazing. So I got this mic six inches from the floor into this wood box. Cool. <laughs> nice. And and you know the wonderful memories, and uh, we could plow through a bunch of them with whomever. Oh, so, anyway, so many, uh, many things. Stephen yeah. plays that eerie guitar on uh, Grandma's hands. Uh, the, uh, say that again. The guitar on on Grandma's hands. On Grandma's hands. Yeah. Guitar, guitar stuff on that. So, George, what were you saying? What, what were you thinking? Well, I'm looking at this list yeah. that Michael Kelsch brought in, and it just blows me away. So, Bill, you worked with Jimi Hendrix? Uh, I worked with Jimi Hendrix. I get credit for working with Jimi Hendrix on Still's uh, album. There's a mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix song on side one. Yeah. And that was actually, uh, uh, I did a lot of the overdubs and vocals and all that. But right. the track, with Jimmy uh, was cut by an engineer over in London. I uh, I had not showed up yet. Okay. I was still finishing yeah. up a project. Actually, I was still finishing yeah. up but, uh, yeah, my but, work yeah. on uh, Eric's first solo album. Right, right. Well, also, um, I, lest we say, you also did a lot of live recording of Jimi Hendrix, too, uh, when you were doing stuff. I did, at the, I did do uh, at, live At the Fillmore, and also, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm for... Uh, I'm, 
Monterey Pop Festival? At Fillmore. At, at the Fillmore. And at Winterland. Yeah, That's Fillmore the other place, Winterland. Winterland. And, but also, you yeah. did, you did, um, you did uh, Robbie Shankar at uh, Monterey Pop. Wow. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, my, my boss uh, had a date. And it was Sunday <laughs> afternoon. He said, it's, it's just a guitar player. You can handle it. You know? <laughs> and that was, a, that was a hoot. Yeah. You know, you, uh, uh, they, they have the stage there at Monterey Pop. And then these guys show up with this big platform. Again, maybe this one's maybe 10 inches and maybe uh, eight or nine by square. Right. And uh, uh, Ravi's, his chair foot, and, and the three players, the drone thing and the rhythm thing. I, I don't remember the names of the instruments. Mm. The, the three of them sit up there, and I go to put my stuff there, and the road manager, whoever, for uh, Ravi, said, oh, you can't put Mike's up there. Uh, that's sacred. We've blessed it. No microphone's up there. Mm. And so uh, I go, oh, this is going to be interesting. So when you look at it, my mics are down on the regular stage, and the... Uh, um, <laughs> they're sticking way uh you know the, the i've got them leaning in as best i can and in afterthought it's a great stereo sound yeah yeah uh, and le- the leakage was just beautiful uh, well you know that's one of the things uh that that kind of is that you are credited with and that is that um you were able to find places for microphones that uh, no one had thought of uh, in the past. Nice. You mentioned Eric Clapton's first uh, record, uh, his his first solo yes. record, um, of which <laughs> your picture's on the back of that with all with everybody there, Leon cool. Russell and everybody back there. Uh, what a great record that is! And um, uh, I know that um, that when they were doing that record, uh, you were very very young, and you were finding ways to get some great sounds with. Uh, with all that stuff. And um, uh, I know that with Cream, when those guys were first playing at the Fillmore and places, oh my God, some of those classic songs like Crossroads, uh, uh, oh my God, um, Sitting on Top of the World, all those things were recorded. People had no idea how to really mic those kind of things. Um, now, isn't there a story about Well, how- I, did, I yeah. didn't either. When, when, uh, <laughs> I, before I did Cream, Atlantic had warned me, and yeah. Tommy Dowd had warned me. They had tried to record Cream in uh, England and on the East Coast, and they were just a distortion. Everything was just horrendous, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. And so uh <laughs> going to be at Fillmore, and maybe you can do it. So I'm there, and... Uh, I put my trusty Sure 546 in front of the amps, and they're just distorted, just horribly distorted. And I'm moving it around and going back and forth between the truck and the stage. And everything I try is distorted and distorted. And all of a sudden, I stick it somewhere and go back in, and, oh, it's clean. What did I, what did I do? Because I'd done it so many times, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> stage, and I had ended up putting it. There, there's four speakers in those old uh, Marshall amps. Yeah, and I put it directly in the middle of those four speakers. Uh. And uh, how it turned out was, I didn't get the leak. I didn't get the, the distortion. Yeah, and it was clean. 
And the side effect I found later when we did a playback, it was almost like the guitar was in a separate room because mm. of the, the amp was so loud that it, the microphone didn't hear any drums or bass. <laughs> that is so amazing. So yeah. I, I, I learned I learned something there, and I used it. You know, oh. I used it many times later. And uh, oh. but yeah, yeah, it's it's so amazing. Plugging so, along as we go. So many songs that you have recorded that are just classics. Uh, I, I once again I'll say Crossroads again. It's one of the most incredible, powerful songs, and uh, it has just uh, become a uh, oh just. Just a oh, I, yeah. yeah, I still, I still love it. It's incredible. Um, you know, you also did. Uh, you took a truck, a uh, a sound truck, uh, into Folsom Prison and recorded Johnny Cash at Folsom Prison. Yeah, that's pretty. I, I did. Yeah, uh, I was. I was very young in my career, and I wasn't really engineering uh, much of anything. A couple local things in in uh, L.A. And uh, we we would get calls from the major record companies uh, to go do live stuff. Uh, most of the record companies had some live gear, but all those guys were union guys. And it's like we don't want to use our we don't want to get the remote stuff together because we we don't we don't use it that often. Just call hiders and they'll they'll come set it up and we'll just get behind it and record it. Uh-huh. And. Uh, so one of the first ones we did uh, was, you know, I'm going to Folsom and I get lost a couple times, finally find it, drive on in and uh, uh, setting it up. I think a maintenance guy with me. We set it up and set up the truck. And uh, uh, there's a picture where I'm, what I'm doing is I'm sitting at a, <laughs> a, a little table uh, on the side of the stage with a uh, you know, a little microphone and a speaker. And uh, if something goes wrong in the truck, they, where where something on stage has been moved or it's not sounding as good, I've got to go up on stage and move the mic and make it make it back to where it's supposed to be. And that was my gig. I didn't get to engineering. Uh, any of it. I mean, they were union <laughs> engineers anyway. So, uh, but I got to be there, and I got a picture of me a couple times uh-huh. sitting over on the side behind the Johnny and the June. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Uh, that's so. That's so cool. And now, did you? Um, I think in the studio you were there when uh, when uh, Cream did Badge, and uh, George Harrison showed up to play on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can I tell a, a quick fun Absolutely. story? Absolutely, you can the, tell anything you want. Union, yeah. Yeah. Uh, about the union engineers first. Yes, please. Uh, we were doing we were doing Janis Joplin up at Winterland, and uh, of course we set it up, and I did a sound check with the band and got it sounding good and all that, and uh, <laughs> we we did the sound check. The band's gone for a break to have dinner and stuff, but we got to wait around for the guys to show up and uh they finally show up the engineer and the recordist and all that and their maintenance guy and the whole crew and they show up in a taxi and they get out and they are pissed they are just angry they <laughs> gotten in the plane that the uh their label wouldn't let them uh 
<laughs> rent a car, then they got to the hotel, and that was mess. And they finally got over to the, you know, and the band's gone, and Janice was nowhere, you know. And so they, uh, the engineer asked me, uh, did, you know, how does it sound? Did you, you know? <laughs> and so I said, well, I recorded some of the sound check. You want to listen? And he said, yeah. And I played them, you know, a minute of the sound check, and they went, oh, that's great. We're going to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never they never went on stage to see where I put the microphone. <laughs> you know, they just went, they went to dinner and came back, and it was all good. Oh, so anyway, man. back to your story. Sorry. Oh, that, that, no, man, that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's so many stories. Um, but, yeah, the one I had asked about was uh, the recording of Badge with um, uh, with uh, George Harrison and, and uh, those guys. Okay. Well, uh, uh, if, they're gonna, yeah. they, they want to record something uh, in the studio, and uh, so they show up, and... Uh, was it Ringo? Or no, it was George. Uh, Ringo's later. Yeah. Uh, it was George, uh, just, you know, I, I'm setting up for everything, and uh, uh, Stephen shows up, and the band shows up, and uh, then she, George shows up. And uh, Stephen's been playing with this this uh, thing that SIR, again, our equipment manager, you know, rental company, would give us new stuff for the artist to try out so they could again again rent it for them. And what they had brought over to the studio was a, a Leslie cabinet that, you know, you could plug a Leslie D3 into it and it sounded like an organ. Well, they brought over the cabinet and they found a way to wire it up with a foot pedal uh, to control the volume and you plug the guitar into it. And yeah, then they yeah. could go fast speed, slow speed, yeah. and uh, play guitar with Whirly. And uh, <laughs> uh, Stephen is just having a ball with this for a few hours, and we're not recording anything. We're just having a ball. And George shows up, and before he even goes out and sees Stephen, he hears it, and he goes, oh, what the crap is that? <laughs> so he goes out there, and uh, Stephen's got to let him play it, and, and he plays it, and they both want to play it. And so anyway, uh, we finally get into Cutting Badge, and uh, that's the worldly guitar in there is the guitar through the, uh, through the Leslie amp. And, and, and then we put vocal on it, and we did some other stuff with it, and uh, uh, George is going wherever he's going, and the uh, session ends at uh, like 2, 3 in the morning, and they all take off, and I go out to the studio, and the box and the cables are gone. <laughs> you know, of course, the Leslie, the Leslie cabinet's still there, but all the good stuff had just been built, was gone. And I'm going, God, am I in trouble with SAR? And I was, uh, and you know, somebody took it. So then I'm on to Stevens management and, uh, I'm on to, you know, Harrison's management and yada, yada. No, nobody knows, you know, uh, <laughs> George did have his, uh, assistant with him whose name escapes me right now. Uh, Mal Evans. Was that Mal Evans? Yes, yeah. That's it. I got it. I'm, 
I'm 81, and that stuff happens these days. <laughs> uh, if Mal Evans was there, because he's always there with the Beagles. Whoever the Beagles are, he's there. And so anyway, uh, I couldn't find the, bo- the box, and they built another one, and it all turned out okay. Uh, so you fast forward uh, a year or so, and I'm working with Stephen over in on the first solo album again. And he said, set up for this other drum set. Uh, and this guy walks in and sets up, sets up this other drum set. And uh, I finally go out and look at it. And, and the guy's like, oh, he's familiar. And it was Mal Epp, <laughs> the same guy who was working with Ringo this time. And that night, we cut three tunes with Ringo. Uh, we cut, uh, uh, oh, we cut three tunes with Ringo. Yeah. Uh, they're all on the album. Um, and it just, we had a ball. And these three tracks we cut were just amazing. And I loved working with Ringo. And so anyway, uh, at the end of the deal, uh, Stephen and Ringo were going to go off. And... Uh, uh, Mal's packing up the drums and I'm packing up our stuff. And, uh, Mal, uh, comes over to me and said, uh, let me take you on a ride to London. <laughs> and I said, all right. And so he's got this little hot rod mini and we're flying through London and the lights are off over there. They've got their parking lights or no lights. Everybody <laughs> drives because there's enough street lights where you don't have to. At least it was that way back then. And uh, he said, oh, by the way, you remember when we were over there with George and cutting badge and that stuff? I said, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, there we, it was horrible ending. And uh, he says, well, I, uh, George asked me to, to take the box. So I put it <laughs> under my jacket and left with the box. So that was George and Harrison. The, the, George Harrison the said to take the box. The end yeah. of that story is George Harrison's album that came out relatively <laughs> after that. Which name I all, all Things Must Pass, uh, yeah. That's the one, yeah, All yeah. Things Must Pass. Yeah. He has all, got all kinds of that whirly, <laughs> whirly... It's whirly. all over, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Harrison oh playing God. guitar out of his house. That's so. hysterical. Yeah. Uh, well, it's um, just everybody. yeah, I, I, I could we could go on forever. Uh, one yeah. more quick thing I just remembered, um, uh, and that is that uh, there was a period of time when you were doing Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, I believe, and I think it was Graham that brought Joni Mitchell in, and she had just written a song, and they said, "Let's oh, just, yeah. yeah, yeah." It wasn't. It was later. I was I was co-producing and engineering. A Crosby Nash album that actually right. went gold. Right. Yeah, the yeah. Visual. I love that record. And and yeah. what and what it was during the period that uh, Graham was going with Joan. They were hooked up, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, one night, uh, Ahmed Erdogan showed up, and Ahmed was the head of Atlantic. He mm-hmm. signed CSNY. Yeah. He signed the yeah. you know. And a wonderful man. Uh, he said probably the only record executive that I welcomed with open arms. He, he settled guys down. He just was a welcoming influence that, wherever he heard. went. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah. Hmm. And it was never, what are you doing with my money? You know, it was <laughs> never like that. So anyway, he's sitting back against the back wall and, uh, uh, we're doing overdubs and we're playing some stuff back for him off the Cross, uh, Cross the Ash record. 
And uh, we're taking a little break, and they're sort of talking. And Graham goes to Joni, Joni, why don't you go out? You've got, you've got the few songs. Why don't you go out and, and play those songs for, um, uh, for Ahmed, uh, which was Mr. Erdogan's first name. I know we all called him Ahmed. Uh, unless we were in public and that was Mr. Erdogan. So anyway, uh, she said, oh, uh, yeah, go on out and do it. And so I raised the mic a little and got her comfortable with the guitar mic and stuff. And come down back in and push record, and she starts singing. And I'm recording because that's what I do. And uh, <laughs> there, it's just, you know, I'm just I got goosebumps. Mm. I mean, these, I forget what the songs are, uh, uh, but I'm recording seven and a half, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, they're just wonderful. And we cut two songs, and. Uh, you know, Ama just, he was just back there going, God, that's wonderful. Mm. Uh, but he didn't have Joni signed. Joni was signed to Warner Brothers. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Mm. So uh, that's almost the end of the story. Uh, there's a new, and I did go to uh, Elliot Roberts before he passed, uh, years before he passed, with the two songs. I called with the office, and they said, mm. no, just drop them off. Uh, Elliot will play for him. You know, he'll hear them. And I said, no, this is a situation where I need to physically sit there and play them for Elliot. Yeah. And this is only about 16, 17 years ago. It was, um, I made some trips to L.A. with my new girlfriend, which is now my old girlfriend, but we're still together <laughs> in our 18th year, and we like each other. Uh. Um, so we're, we're out there, I think for her daughter's wedding. And, uh, well, I you can't come, I'm not, I'm not at work. I'm at home and uh, her, his office staff said, can you take it out for him and play it for him at the house? And I said, sure. So, uh, we go on out there and we find, and there's this gate, you know, you got a code and, get in, we do all that. And uh, he's got some people in the house, so if he doesn't want us to come in, mm. and we got a nice we got a nice rental car that's got a nice uh, cassette machine, whatever I needed to play it. And uh, he's, and I'd already played it in the car for Elizabeth, so I knew it worked. And uh, he's, as Elliot gets in the back seat and said, well, let us play. And Elliot is a hard-ass Jewish boy that just will step on you at the earliest. Gesson did it gently, but Elliot did it. Um, mm. And he's sitting there. He also was very close with Joni. Mm. And so and he's, he's sitting in the backseat, and I played these two songs for him and turn around to see how it's going in the middle of the song, and he's freaking crying. Uh, you know, he, he just breaks down, and I'm going, yeah, it got to him. I knew it would. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, uh, I, I tried to get it to Warner's. I don't know if they got it or not, but then all of a sudden, right now, there's a Joni album coming out from her early demos and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I think somebody got the tape to Warner's, 
And I did not go in the studio and do anything else with Joni. Wow. That's the only wow. two yeah. tunes I ever cut. And it was just her and the guitar. And well, wow. I'll tell you. And uh, yeah. Yeah. On, on, the new, on the new Old Demos album, uh, I get credit. Excellent. So that leads me to believe one or two of those might be on there. Well, uh, you know, uh, something about that I, that I love is uh, what microphone did you use on that? Yeah. I, I had a Shure uh, 57 on her <laughs> vocal. That's right. And uh, I used the Neumann 67 tube on her guitar. Uh-huh. Wow. And, uh, it's amazing. It's a wonderful, That's amazing. wonderful combination. Yeah. yeah. How about that? <laughs> I, I, was, I was using it on Graham and David before she sat down. Ah, I got gotcha. you. So, you know, uh, different things work in different when I want separation, and I, I want, I don't want a lot of uh, a guitar on the vocal mic. Yeah. I'll use a shirt. Which I'll get, I'll, I'll cool. aim it the right way, yeah. and I won't get much guitar. Yeah, and it's just it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Oh, you know what? Listen, you have been so gracious. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to uh, to move on to. Well, the good thing is yeah. we've got Michael Kels back in the house. Well, you later. can cut it up and have eight commercials in there. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have Bill Halverson on more often. These stories oh, are incredible. Yeah. His career, legendary. Oh, yeah. It's, man. it's uh, yeah. It, it, we definitely need to do a uh, entire series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did work with Brian. <laughs> oh, with Brian Wilson? Is that she? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll 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 definitely we'll have to get into that uh, uh, at the second episode. That yeah, we, and maybe that'd <laughs> be around December. Well, you know, and maybe we can get him out here. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That would be a wonderful thing. Yeah. That would uh, would that be okay with you, Bill? Oh. Could we maybe? Oh. Oh, it's in Franklin. It's it's in it's in it's in Columbia, which is about an hour away. But I would Columbia. I would be your chauffeur. Oh, Michael Kelsey is a great driver. I would Columbia be your chauffeur. <laughs> well, thank you, Bill Halverson, for I'm, being. I'm going to need I'm going to need a stimulant. <laughs> hey, my my pleasure, and uh, my memory is a little foggy these days, but that's the best I can do tonight. Man, you are the best, Bill. The best, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I'll um, I'll see you. T- I'll, I'll I'll hear you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, and thanks so much for doing this. And we will continue this conversation. Okay, man. Okay. Okay. I love my, my pleasure. Love I, I yeah. had three cups of coffee, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Good deal. Michael will be back yeah. here in December, so we're going to get Bill Halverson back on the line that in would December. Be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. But I tell you what, we had Michael Kelsch right there. Of course, Michael Kelsch is right here. And man, Michael Kelsch, Bill Halverson right there talking on the telephone. Uh, this is just fantastic. You know, Michael Kelsch, you introduced me to John Cowan, who has been on the shows here many, many times. And I'm just so glad to have Michael Kelsch here and his friends visiting online and on telephone. We're going to be back in just a few minutes with more of the show. Uh, Michael Kelsch, we're going to be taking a break here. I might lead into this commercial break with a song by Michael Kelsch talking about harmony. Is that okay with you, Michael Kelsch? That would be great. Let me yeah. see. i got to put your microphone back on. You said that would be oh, great? That would be great, yeah. We'll yeah. let Bill Halverson listen to this, too. This is Michael Kelsch with a song called Harmony. Okay. Off of your 
It's your latest release. Yes, isn't it? Uh, Harmony Sovereign. Harmony Sovereign. Here's yeah. Harmony by Michael Kiss. And we have a commercial break here with a word from our sponsors at WKRM. And then we'll be back with a tale from the backwards Z with Marshall McGall. You're listening to WKRM Columbia, Tennessee. From your sleep, but I can't ever keep you from your trusty feet. Though you think you're running late, and there can never be a soul that's lost her way as long as I am here to remember you, my dear. Like some old harmony. Sticks to the heart of me Tell me what part of me Do you remember? And though I always try To keep you satisfied We can never hide From what we are The star can fall down from the sky but it can never lie For lies are made of men And men I'll just pretend But it's alright, my love There's something deeper still Deeper than a well Or any star that fell It's just this time of year That seems to hold like you once held me dear Late one November We just let things ride And swallow all this pride I never was to that Just what I am Close your eyes It's time to dream again It's time to lay your head On the shoulder of your friend Who's been there from the start Who healed your wounded heart Who stood beside you then And will stand by you again Like some old Sticks to the heart of me Tell me what part of me Do you remember? And though I always try To keep you satisfied We can never hide From what we are
from Mule Town, USA. This is WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the, the Lions, the Balls, news and sports in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at GarbageManInc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio 103.7 WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. Radio! Radio! Radio. Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Old Opry, George Hamilton V. And we are back with Americana Central Time on WKRM, and we have got a phone call from Marshall McGall, the man who wrote the book on growing up and the goings-on in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee, Tales from the Backward Z. And they're now available. The Tales from the Backward Z book is available at the Country Dumpling across from the depot in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Marshall McGall, are you here? I am here. All right. Well, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, George. How you doing? Oh, I tell you, I'm doing really good and just can't wait to hear this tale from the backward Z for tonight. Of course, last week I was out in the lobby talking to everybody. And Americana Ann is, of course, on special assignment. But she had a wonderful interview with you. And you mentioned a story last week that you're going to tell this week. And, of course, I came in at the end and didn't get a chance for the title. But it's from Tales from the Backward Z. What is the story tonight, Marshall McGaugh? The story tonight is called The Genius. The Genius. Man, that's right. I tell you what. And when I talk about genius, picture Jethro Bodine. Oh, yeah. And and a lot of the young pups have to Google who Jethro Bodine is. Although I said that to my granddaughter one time, and she said, oh, no, we we watch that in school all the time. So our taxpayer daughter's at work. Yeah. He was a (laughs) double-naught spy. (laughs) That's right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Georgie, I'll just, I'll just jump right in here on it then. And uh, uh, before, right, real before I do though, I know a lot of people may be listening to this show for the first time, and and they they've been hearing your interviews with some, you know, legends of of the music industry, and and uh, man, that, that was great. These people that go back from the from the '60s and and on, you know, oh, especially yeah. the, the guy you were talking to that recorded. Uh, out at Folsom Prism for uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah. And, 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 but if people are just listening to this first time, you have that on here a lot. I mean, there, there's a lot of, a lot of that that happens on this show, uh, every week. So that's pretty cool. Well, I tell you, it's just a lot of fun. We once again thank Duck and Mary Susan Kennedy for making all this possible here at Front Porch Radio. And I'll tell you what, it was just so amazing to me, but what a wonderful community we have here when I realized, wait a minute, Marshall McGaugh and Delk Kennedy grew up together. 
And man, it's just it, this community that folks like Michael Kelch, who's our musical guest tonight, bring these friends in, and it's it's just amazing how it all works out. And it's yep. almost like a tale from the backwards Z, except not quite as funny because man, these tales you tell, they are fun. I tell you. Well, thank you, George and Michael. Michael Kell sure uh, has been playing some good music too, so I didn't want to leave yeah. him out. So. All right. Anyway, yeah, so I'll just jump right in here then. So so anyway, uh, right out of high school, I went to school at Vanderbilt University. And speaking of old Dale Kennedy, our, our good friend and station owner, I was one year behind him. He, he was a year ahead of me in school. He went up there, and then I went the next year. Right. And uh, so me, me and Dale lived probably, I don't know, about a football field apart there. So we saw each other all the time up there. But but anyway, after a while, I got, I got the feeling like I was burnt out on school. And I went home one summer, summer and told my parents that I was going to take a year off from college to find myself. Right. And, uh, you know, that's what people did in the 60s and 70s. They went out and found themselves. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's what I wanted to do. And, and, and I did. Uh, but it wasn't long before I found myself in a ditch with a shovel in my hand working for minimum <laughs> wage. And, and, and then I thought to myself, well, that, that really didn't work out the way I thought it would. But anyway, so so that one year I, I, I took off turned into a little bit longer because along came my wife, Jean. You met Jean up there not long ago. And uh, and then a few kids. Yeah. And uh, and so and, and now fast forward to the early 1990s. And my one-year break from college to find myself was getting close to a decade and a half. And, uh, yeah, Gene could tell I was not having any luck finding myself. And, and now if you haven't found yourself in a decade and a half, maybe you need a little help. And, and I mean, the, the 1960s hippies had found themselves by now. They, they did it faster than I did, you know. So Gene uh-huh. so told me I should go back to school, and usually her intuition is right, uh, whereas mine hardly ever is, so. I took her advice, and that's what I did. I enrolled over there at Columbia State Community College and graduated from there, and then went up to Middle Tennessee State University from there, yeah. good old M- MTSU. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, and I decided to major in chemistry, and that's a whole other story for the for maybe the book Tales from the Backwards Z2 when I get around to that. But, right. but, uh, but one of the required courses, courses for a chemistry degree was a course called Ecology. And so I had to take that. Didn't want to, but I had to, to check that box. And and uh, everyone that took that ecology course had to do a big project that was due at the end of the semester, and about half your grade was based on this. And Gene and I owned a farm out on Dry Creek Road right out of Mount Pleasant there. Yeah. And uh, I came up with the ingenious idea that my project would be deter- determining squirrel populations best on the type of thicket these little critters lived in. Wow. And, uh, and we had hundreds of squirrels on the farm, so this should be easy. Now, now for the city folks out there, a thicket is a is a thick grove of trees of the same species in other words you have a a big grove of trees with just mainly oak trees or you may have just hickory trees or you may have poplar uh you know and 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 pine and so in in my brain my farm was the perfect setup and it was like a big huge herbal test tube because sure enough there there were different thickets right behind my house and and you'd have a you'd have a big oak thicket then a clearing and a hickory thicket and so on so so and a tree scientist if there is such things that couldn't have had a better setup than this so so <laughs> so so each of us had to propose our project to the professor in class and i had my presentation all prettied up and this was back in the days before powerpoint you know you had to use a grease pencil you wrote on those clear slides you remember that and you plopped them on that overhead projector oh, yeah and uh, we still had that so uh so th- that's what i did i, I showed my project and the professor signed off on it, but I noticed he was a little bit reluctant, which I thought was weird. But 
I, I went ahead and proceeded. And uh, so now all I had to do was go out to each of these thickets and count squirrels. So, so this genius was almost done checking this box. All I had to do was go count. So one cold January morning, I got up and I headed to the woods and I had one of those folding canvas hunting chairs and I, and I went out in the oak thicket first and set up because I figured all with all those acorns on the ground, the little hungry critters would be out there and, and, uh, and eating all over the place. And I was all bundled up in winter, winter coveralls and I, I had a seat with my pencil in my hand ready to count. All so right. I sat there and I sat there and then when I didn't see any squirrels for about an hour, I said, hmm, that's kind of weird. It must not be breakfast time. So I decided to move on to the hickory thicket. I come back to the oak thicket later and count. And the same thing happened, no squirrels. So <laughs> I moved on to the poplar thicket, still no squirrels. And, and they, you know, I knew there had been hundreds of squirrels. I've been seeing them all year. Where were they? And about that time, I had a, an epiphany. And, and I don't know, I didn't know what one of those was. I sure couldn't <laughs> spell it, but that's what I had. And I say, it, I say in the book that the dictionary defini- definition of an epiphany is a sudden revelation sometimes accompanied by a divine being and i now i'd had i'd had one of the, these and if there was a divine being involved involved it was god's disapproval of the thought that came to my mind when i had this sudden revelation that i can't repeat here on a g-rated show but it dawned on me that i remember somewhere reading that squirrels hibernate in the wintertime uh-huh. and, and 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 that that's not like a bear hibernating but i i i, I went so I went went and got the encyclopedia out. This was before the days we all carried the computers around in our pocket. And sure enough, tree squirrels hibernate. It's not like I say, it's not like a bear where they sleep all winter. But during winter months, they become inactive, and sometimes go days at a time without coming out of their nest. Uh-huh. So, so it was at this time at point that I realized, instead of being a genius for coming up with this ingenious idea, I was still just a big old dumb boy from Tennessee. <laughs> and so I. I went to my professor and told him my problem, and he laughed at me. He he knew when I told him this that there could be a problem, uh-huh. and uh, because of that, because of course he's a he's a uh, that's that's his field, you know. But anyway, he he laughed, had a good laugh, and he said, "I tell you what," he said, "you just go back and count squirrel nests per thicket per <laughs> per thicket," and he let it ride, and that's what I did. Somehow passed the course and eventually got out of college, but. But I'm definitely not an ecologist, and that's the tale of the genius. Man, oh man, fantastic. <laughs> and that's from Tales from the Backward Z, now available across the street from the old depot in Columbia, Tennessee, at the Country Dumpling. Marshall McGall, did you ever catch a train out of the old depot? I never did, but I've been, I know I've been there many, many times. You know, I, there used to be, uh, Something else over across from that. Maybe it was where the, where the country dumpling is. I don't know that I. Yeah. I used to go for some reason when it worked for my father. He'd send me up there. I don't know if it was some kind of parts house or what was up there. I just I can't remember. But I but I'd see that depot all the time. Pretty cool place. Oh yeah, it really yeah. is cool. Yeah. Now I was wondering, uh, people who have just tuned in for the first time, or people who you know, it takes a while sometimes for the thought to set in. They're always wondering, where can I get my copy? Of course, we mentioned you can get Tales from the Backward Z at the Country Dumpling at the depot, across from the depot in Columbia. But where else can folks find Tales from the Backward Z by Marshall McGall? Marshall? All right. And I always like to say it's a G-rated book. And that's that's why I didn't put my thoughts down uh in this tale when I thought about uh, when I had my epiphany. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, keep, keep it at G. But. Uh, if you live in the Mount Pleasant area, the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History, 
uh, sells it right there, right there on the square in Mount Pleasant. And a good place to go even if you don't want the book. If, yeah. you, if you live local, too, and you don't want to buy the book, the Mount Pleasant Columbia Library both have a copy. Yeah. And if, you, if you're not local or you want your own copy, of course, we mentioned the Country Dumpling has the Country Dumpling has signed copies. Yes, so, uh, and each one has right. a special so, dedication inside of it. I, I, I'm yeah. sorry, Marshall, but I actually pulled up on one of the covers and looked. I'm going, like, look at this. He wrote a message. It's like a fortune cookie in each of these autographed books. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but anyway, if you want your own copy uh, and you don't live close, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Apple Bookstore. I've got I've got it on my phone. I went to the Apple Bookstore and bought my own copy on there, yeah. uh, just because I like if I'm sitting around in a doctor's office or something, you know, killing time. Yeah. I just put it up and read a tale or two. But but anyway, just about anywhere that sells online books, or you can you can it, you know, it's also in Kindle or Nook if you you read elect- electronically, or you can go to MarshallMcGall.com and I have a link on that site that'll take you it'll an Amazon link that'll take you right there, and it tells a little bit more about the book. So a lot, a lot of ways to get it. And people, they can write you at marshallmcgall.com, and they can maybe ask you questions about the they book sh- once they read it. They sure can. They can uh, click on Contact Us, and I'm us. All right. And, uh, so I, and I, I answer every email that comes in. Well, I'll tell you what, Marshall McGall, we'll be off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday, but we'll be back the week uh, after that, I guess that'd be around December the 3rd or something like that. Uh, yeah. But now maybe we would have a delayed Thanksgiving story or something. Do you have any any holiday plans for stories from Tales from the Backwards Z you might be able to share with us? Well, holiday plans, we we just going to uh, hang around here for the holiday. And then I'll have to think about uh, a, story, a holiday yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, I've got two weeks to think about it, so... Uh, Maybe I can come up with one. Well, I know you will. Marshall McGall, thank you for being here with us tonight. And always, every chance we get here on Americana Central Time on WKRM, happy Thanksgiving to you and all the McGall family from all around. I mean, they live here far and wide, don't they? They live from, uh, you start out with us here, go to East Tennessee, uh, Jefferson County, uh, where they, my, my, what I call my Tennessee grandkids live, and then go to, uh, Alaska. That's where my Alaska saying, yeah. grandkids North live. Yeah, Alaska. so That's so cool. we're 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 pretty spread out. All right. Well, thank you so much, Marsh McGall. Happy Thanksgiving to all the McGalls all over the place, and uh, we'll see you next well two weeks from now on Americana Central Time on WKRM. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all, George. All right. You too, Marsh McGall. Well, I tell you right. what, there was Marshall McGall right there with a tail from the backwards. We got a word from our sponsors coming up here. Then we'll be back with our conclusion to this wonderful show and perhaps a wonderful song from Michael Kelsch, who has really been a wonderful addition to the guests we have on this show. Marshall, not Marshall McGall, but the story, of course, but Michael Kelsch and bringing in his special friend, Bill Halverson, legendary producer and engineer for quite a phone conversation. Here's some words from our sponsors at WKRM, and we'll be back in just a few with Michael Kelsch and a closing song and a few thoughts here on Americana Center Time on WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. From Mule Town, USA, this is WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Lions, the Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is folk singer Michael Jonathan, host of the Wood Songs Old Time Radio Hour, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio, WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! Radio! Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And we're back in the studio here. Man, oh man, has this been a fantastic Americana Center time with the legendary Michael Kelsch. Michael Kelsch, are you here? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I saw you looking around for your candy bar. I'm sorry, I stole that. And no, they... you did not. I Because I put it in my guitar case. I know you didn't see it unless you went over there and got it. Well, that's okay. Now following my father and hopefully my mother's footsteps, <laughs> I'm going to always buy me little bags of Baby Ruth candy bars after my dad's song that John Latimer wrote and dad had a big hit with. A rose, rose and a Baby, Baby Ruth. Ruth. I'll be throwing them at people all over town. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but Michael Kelsch... How about that talk with your friend Bill Halverson, the oh, legendary fantastic. producer, yeah, engineer? Yeah. We got to get him back here and uh, yeah. yeah, do some Man. more of that. Their stories are just unbelievable. You so know, just... your career here in Nashville, you know, it really is neat because a lot of people are measured by how big their limousine or their bus is, but mm-hmm. man, you're. Your career is measured by the songs you've written and the soul you deliver in them and the message. Everybody I ever meet who hears your songs, they're touched by these things, man. Steve Earle mm. has raved about your writing and your singing and Rodney Crowell, Hal Ketchum. Uh, Hal mm. uh, Ketchum, I guess, and Rodney were going to actually try to work on your Well of Mercy song because they loved it so much and they wanted to be co-writers, uh. maybe. And it's just so cool because uh, you've got people who, who love to work with you. You're a friend to all. And you've touched so many people's hearts. Of course, you've been doing some things with Thistle Farms and Mm. all kinds of ministries and helping Mm. people who uh, need help. I I do a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, But not, I don't, anyway. uh, Enough about you. None of this would have been possible (laughs) except for you. Let's talk about <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I was sorry to heap so much on you, but you were talking about yeah. something that uh, Becca Stevens is working on. Actually, uh, she has a uh, a uh, a not for profit uh, CCJ, okay. which is the Center for Contemplative Justice. Okay, and it's a way of raising money to help people, lots of different kinds of people, and it's yeah. amazing what they do. Yeah, uh, and you know it's so funny. Um, people wonder how they can help with things that are going on in this crazy world, and they don't know where to send their money to. Um, and uh, anyway, she's just one of those people that you know, if you can get something to her, that it's going to go to a very good place, very good cause. Uh, um, yeah. She's one of those people that. So uh, people can find out more about Becca Stevens online. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you go into St. Augustine's Chapel or to uh, uh, just look up Becca Stevens, 
Um, I know that she's got stuff on Instagram and stuff. Uh, I don't know if she does too much with Facebook anymore. Probably they could reach her through Thistle Farms. Yeah, exactly. Go through Thistle Farms. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, there's just uh, there's just a lot of a lot of good ways to uh, to do some good things uh, in this crazy old world. Uh, speaking of which, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving, George? For Thanksgiving, yeah. I'm going to be listening to Michael Kelly's music <laughs> straight through Thanksgiving. Oh, by the way, we got another message from another one of our legendary songwriter friends, Davis Rains. Uh-huh. He said Michael Kelly is a pure bred horse cat. <laughs> How about that? He's got a way with words, Davis Rains. <laughs> Man, oh man, have you had fun being on the radio? Oh, this has been the best, yeah. And I, I, I think you're coming back in December with your friend Bill Lloyd, that's singer songwriter. Yeah, and Bill has and my just, friend too, of course. Bill Everybody is releasing thinks. a new record, yeah, uh, as we speak, I believe. And uh, yeah, he he's uh, he's just nonstop. Yeah, he's constantly creating. Of course, Bill stuff. Lloyd was in Foster and Lloyd, and mm-hmm. just done so much. He even produced some songs on me. Why they never became hits is probably always because of me. But I sure am glad to be here at Front Porch Radio and having folks like Michael Kelsch that come in and do Americana Central Time. We've had such a great time tonight here on Americana Central Time. Michael Kelsch, people can reach you through Facebook, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-K-E-L-S-H. That sounds like M-I-C-K, Mickey Mouse. I'm just kidding. That's what it is. No, I'm just joking. But once again, Michael Kelsch, it's always good to spell the name so people can understand. M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Everybody knows how to spell Michael, but Kelsch, K-E-L-S-H. Very good. And Michael, you, go. you know, when you sing a song, especially this time of night, mm. the melodies and the, man, the sweetness of your guitar playing and your, your vocal in tandem with that, it's something that just makes people happy. And mm. probably people will have some sweet dreams and they will sleep tight because this music will keep resonating through their minds all night long until tomorrow when they can tune in to the Mule Town merry go <laughs> Popular <laughs> music hour. I try to wake you up, Michael Kelsch. I'm sorry. I talk too much. <laughs> Michael Kelsch, as we head out into the evening tonight on Americana Central Time on WKRM, are you going to play one of your original songs? Yeah, I'll do one. I'll do one that's off with the latest record. Uh, Your latest uh, release? Yeah, Harmony Sovereign, which came out, to, what, it's been some years now, five years. And they've years got some maybe on vinyl down there at Variety Records in the cool. square. Yeah, I think that they do. I think yeah. they do. Harmony Sovereign. This is Michael Kelsch right here on Americana Central Time, WKRM. What do I do when there's no way out? I'm trapped by the weight of the world I go back to your arms Back to your arms Where do I go when the road ends? I can't find my way around these walls I go back to your arms Back to your arms Back in your arms 
I'm close to your heart, but I'm wrapped in the love that I need. Back in your arms, I release all my fears. In your tender embrace, I am free. Where will I be when you need me? Reach out for me, and I will be coming back to your arms. Back to your arms. Out for me, and I will be coming back to your arms. Back to your arms. I go back. Kills right here on Americana Central Time on WKRM. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, folks, until next time, we will see you at Americana Central Time a couple of weeks from now. I think December the 3rd it'll be. Sweet dreams, sleep tight, y'all. And stay tuned to WKRM in Columbia, Tennessee. We're going to leave you with a little bit of the Staples Singers. Swing low.